0: Angie and Carly, two moms with two kids and two different types of cancer, lung and breast. They first met back in 2003 as AmeriCorps Promise Fellows in Boston, Massachusetts as struggling college graduates trying to find their way. Fast forward 16 years later, Angie's in Switzerland and Carly's in London, and they find their friendship reunited by cancer. Join these moms as they navigate through what it takes to heal themselves while raising kids in an expat world. like um who I just read about yesterday Mackenzie Scott I guess she's uh Jeff Bezos's ex-wife who just oh. became a billionaire with oh, her with her monumental good. divorce <laughs> right right so she gave away six billion dollars right okay. in charity in like donations uh-huh. yeah, yeah 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 and after I picked my mouth up off the ground I was like six do you know how much with uh, six billion dollars, like give me one of those billions. I will, every woman who wants to come do the work that I've done could be here. So I think yeah. it's about using the money creatively. Like yeah. that money gets put in places where I don't know how much good it's doing. I don't know where she gave it, but I know that if I had six billion dollars, we yeah. could solve a lot of problems because. Yeah. You have to have people with their hearts in the right place in charge of that money to make that money really work. Right. So when I get out of here and I have all this private content, I would love to be able to share somehow, I'll probably do it through a subscription service. So people can kind of watch every moment of this that I've recorded everything. So I mean, I have my biopsy and everything on tape. So recording it all and sharing it so that I can raise money so that I can buy it like this. You know, oh, you I talk think. about the sauna, my sauna and my, my rebounder, that oh. sauna is like $1,600. It's an amazing piece of equipment, but not everybody can afford that. Yeah. There's about 15 women that I've been in direct contact with since my, you know, sharing everything that was going on with me. And they're like, well, what are you doing? Well, how are you, you know, all this information we're sharing, they can't afford to buy a $1,600 sauna. That's rent. Yeah. You know what I mean, that's yeah. true. These are like single moms and women who are supporting people. Like they can't splurge on that, but that's, not a splurge. That's for your life. Yeah, that's for your detox, you know, and so if they could do that every day in their homes, and I can provide that, that's what I'm going to be doing going forward. So maybe the answer is really just and what I would say to Americans is, one, we have to change our healthcare system, we're the ones paying for it, we have to recognize how much control and power our Mm -hmm. dollar has. Mm -hmm. But That doesn't help people who find themselves in a position where they need the money now and need to get the help now, right? So they need to find organizations that really do just help. And I don't know if nonprofits are necessarily the right way. I think they're the most strategic way financially, because then the, the nonprofit is protected. You can take donations. There's other ways to make money. I understand it on that level. But I think nonprofits are also hindered by a lot of red tape in terms of what they can do and the processes they have to go through and paperwork and all that, where people... People can't really get the immediate help they get what i'd like to do and i don't know if it'll be a nonprofit or not but it could be just a business that doesn't make a lot of money because it gives too much money out i want to be able to pull that money in and then purchase these things and send them to the women like it seems really easy yeah. You know, when you have a company like Amazon who's shown us the way in terms of you take the order and you bring the product, you know, it's very simple. Why can't we apply that to things that make this much yeah. of a difference in women's lives? Yeah. yeah. And
1: I think that's, for me, that's good to hear that you're, obviously you're going through your own experience or what have you, but and you're also, you know, you're, help, you're going to be helping people or making a difference. And I think that's just who you are, isn't it? It's not like, oh, I've got cancer and now I'm going to change the world. It's just who you are, isn't it?
0: yeah and it's definitely who you become when you realize that you're fighting something or dealing with something that that you could make a difference in how other people deal with it. because you know it's hindsight it's 2020. If I could go back to January 2019 and know what I know today, I would have started I would have started out completely differently. Uh, my first steps would have been totally different. I would have gone and done the genetic testing first because yeah. then I would have had the list of what would work. I would have had the list of what alternatives could work. I spent probably a full year taking supplements in one case, especially with mistletoe. Doesn't do a damn thing for I me. i so didn't know that. But it's, yeah, yeah. I mean, you mistletoe works very well for some people, but you have to be one of the bodies that will work for. Yeah. How are you going to know if you are or not? You yeah. know, if you don't do the RGCC testing or the DATAR testing to really understand what your body needs to fight and change, you know, to shift back into a, a non-cancer environment to fight the cancer cells that have already started, you don't... What, how do you know? You waste a lot of time. You waste a lot of money. So one of the first things I would start to pay for is the testing for women who are diagnosed. So even if you want to stay conventional, do what works for you, but tell them what chemo to give you. Yeah. Don't
2: let them just give you any chemo they want to give you. It's, it's, that's basically what saved my life because the first thing the doctor said was just like, okay, the whole time, you know, it took them like nine months to diagnose me. And they kept mm-hmm. saying, you don't have lung cancer. Don't worry. It's not lung cancer. You don't fit the profile. And... So, when I was basically had like six liters of fluid, malignant fluid in my lungs, and I was on my deathbed, and they uh. sent it to the lab, and they're like, "You know, sorry, it's cancer. It's stage four. but but you've won like the jackpot of lung cancer lotteries because we did the genetic testing and you have this mutation that we have a drug for that you can take and you don't need to go through chemo and literally Ananda I took the drug and like in two days I was a new woman like I was walking and like and it was just like Mm. it was genetic testing people and it was through you know I told um my sister um you know she told one of her coworkers about it because her his mom had lung cancer and she was doing chemo and and, you know, he she, she told him that, you know, I had this ROS1 gene mutation. And then she asked her doctor hmm. for the genetic testing. Turns out she had it too. And, you know, mm-hmm. but she was like on chemo for months without knowing. And then she stopped the chemo, took the pill, and she's fine. But like, it's not offered. They don't even offer it. No, it's it. not. No.
1: no. So, um, and it makes no
0: sense. Yeah, then the, the insurance companies would benefit. They'd be saving money. They wouldn't have had to pay for chemo for all that time for her. They would have just paid for the genetic testing. Like, it doesn't make any sense to me, except that people want to do things the way they're used to doing them and change is difficult. Yeah. That's the only thing that makes any sense. They don't want to change how they're doing it. It might mean that all this time they've been wrong. Well, if you have been wrong, let's just admit that and go forward in a new direction. But it, it, it it's completely senseless. I and mean, the tests are not, You know, comparatively, it's not more expensive, the route that I just took than the conventional route. My chemo would have been like $180,000. My surgery would have been like another $70,000, you know, a lot of money, right? And and this was probably about the same, but paying for different kind of stuff. So how do you cover one and not the other? That to me only backs up the idea, you know, the the conspiracy theory I've always thought was a conspiracy theory, because I'm like, no, it couldn't be that big of a racket, that big pharma is keeping people from getting what they need if it's not coming from big pharma. Like what else makes sense? Unless you're in the pocket of all these people and telling them what they can and cannot do, if they're really on the side of healthy people and helping people become healthy, then we would be seeing different decisions being made. So you just look at the facts and go, well, one plus one absolutely equals two. You know, if that's not what it is, help me understand what else it is. Cause why would you be blocking me getting the care I need and want when you're paying for this other thing.
2: yeah, I That think, isn't
0: even necessarily I working because it's yeah. being done long. <laughs> like what? I think,
1: to, I think we need to go back to genetic testing as, actually. So, Angie was offered genetic testing from the get-go. Yeah. It the took her a long time to get diagnosed. It took nine months or what have you. Oof. With my type of breast cancer, so ER positive and um, HER2 negative, they tend not- Yep, to same them. as me. Oh, they, you have the same. They team. tend not to offer. To,
0: yeah. like, to,
1: they tend not to offer genetic testing. Oh, we have the same cancer, in <laughs> Hey. <laughs> but they, they tend not to offer um, genetic testing because it's more triple negative or what have you. And in the yeah. UK, they also go by age. So I, I was 38 when I was diagnosed. Um, and in some hospitals, there's one hospital, the Royal Marsden. If you're diagnosed under the age of 40, they will do genetic testing. But that's not true throughout the that's not true throughout the uk, UK right. that one hospital so i actually fought for genetic testing for nice. quite a while um i tried it on the nhs because it's quite expensive and then I, I was getting to think well this is getting a bit ridiculous so i actually um had heard about a company in the u.s that i could do it for from california and they sent me the test i did the test and i got my results back and i still have to so with, with my results i found mm-hmm. out that, um i was on a drug called tamoxifen i don't know if
0: you've mm-hmm. taken that Um apparently
1: apparently with the gene, you know, with my gene and the way I sort of um process it, I guess you could say that drug was probably ineffective for me. And luckily, luckily (laughs) I had the Zolodex injection and I had my ovaries out because had I not had that, that tamoxifen drug would have done nothing for me at all. But the genetic testing wasn't offered for me at all. Then I found out I also have Hmm. a something called there's a gene called Check Two, and I have a variant of that gene, but it's not a mutation. But that means that a few cases have turned up in the US in California and, and wherever else. And if I get a call down the road, research will say that my cancer is sort of, you know, that I have a mutation of that, but they've not discovered that yet. So it's something new, hmm. but they tend not to, I guess what I'm getting at is genetic testing. They tend not to offer it. And if they do, it's very limited circumstances. Like we would have right. to have negative breast cancer. Right. But, um, but you know, I, wouldn't I don't know
0: understand
2: that.
1: that. I don't either. I don't. It doesn't make I mean,
2: any sense. You, you
1: know, no it doesn't it yeah. doesn't make sense and I, I don't but know how don't to
2: like you know you... sorry go ahead Chloe. Can...
1: oh yeah I just don't know how to I mean obviously I'm not going to solve the you know solve every problem in the world yeah. here. we can only solve our own problems but yeah, yeah. we have to deal with this stuff. Couple other people. Do ourselves first that we'll start solving but I always think outside of the box that's just the way I am But um, yeah, I think, I think changes need to be made in in that area. But like you said, we've got to start with ourselves. And I spoke out, I asked, denied, and I took it into my own hands because I am not having that.
0: (laughs) That's That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, We're on the hell no committee. right? (laughs) 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 It's interesting when you talk about genetic testing too, like my understanding, and I could be wrong, is there are a couple of different things. So the genetic testing I'm talking about is not of me. I mean, I, I have that genetic testing. They do the so the genetic testing to show if there's a link between my mom or my sister or my, you know, whoever in your family, no, the there's test. that they do. No, I'm talking about the genetic testing on the cancer cells, yes. like the genetics that's- of the cancer cells. Oh, yeah, right. yeah, so then, yes, that's yeah. the one that, that is really expensive. I think I paid like $3,500 for my RGCC test. But then when I came here, this, this data test was like $8,000. I mean, it is ridiculous, right? It's a lot of freaking money, but imagine $6 billion yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, being yeah. given away yeah. how yeah. far that could go. We could genetically test every woman's cancer and let her know what she should be doing for her particular body. Yeah, That's all I'm saying. Like, Let's use the money that is out there in more productive ways. Yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. What are you going to say, Andy? You look like well, I was going
2: to say, say like for my, like with my doctor, when I got my diagnosis, the first thing me and my husband said was like, okay, we don't want numbers. Like, don't give us a prognosis. You're not the one who's going to mm-hmm. tell when I'm going to die. You're not going to tell me, you know, how much, yes. I have left. and you know, whenever it's That's like right. stage four or like, you know, higher, like at a higher stage, it's more pressing and, and they was like, okay, we got to do chemo yesterday and we got to do this and do that rushing. And so, you. Yeah. And so when my cancer mutated to like, so now I, I was diagnosed with like a non-small cell adenocarcinoma and now I still have that, but it's mutated to like a large cell, which is like more aggressive mm. and, um, you know, it's, it's yeah, it's basically more aggressive. And so like the research was showing that I I was like talking to different doctors about second and third opinions. And they were like pushing me to take this other pill, like this immunotherapy drug to add on top of my my chemo, my radiation, my chemo pill and immunotherapy. I was like, and my, my doctor was just like, look there. He's like, I know he didn't, he, he sent me an email with numbers. Right. And the numbers were like, okay, if you do, if you take this path and do like all four things you know research shows that you have like five months and if you do if you do the placebo it's 4.9 months and if you do that's the same i know that's and it's like and if you do nothing it's two weeks and you know what jumped out at me not like oh my gosh my doctor is essentially telling me i have two weeks to live if i do nothing i was like yo the placebo is just as effective as this drug. <laughs> and I was just like and You're like, oh. really y'all? Mindset, yo, like it's it's you know, like there is truth. There, like there are studies. There is truth to this like mindset. You know, like you, like our bodies, we have no idea how it is like you were saying, you know, we're breathing every day. We're um, you know, it's functioning, our subconsciously just 24 uh, seven and yeah. my machine, you don't know how that works incredible mm-hmm. so it's just like that was what jumped out at me i was like yo the placebo is just as, as effective as like these drugs and stuff so you know i'm gonna keep doing my meditations my affirmations yeah. don't get me wrong i'm gonna do the conventional stuff i'm gonna follow my oncologist yeah Things, but I'm also like I'm not, you said. You're gonna do everything, <laughs> <I'm doing laughs> everything, you do it all. People are praying for me. I got Christians, Buddhists, Jews, like yes, every I'm, yes. I'm all. And that energy is real. It is real. Mm-hmm. I'm doing my Bible studies. I'm doing my Reiki sessions. I'm doing like I'm doing it all, and I'm like you oh, know. So easy. in terms of what
0: alternative medicines you're using on top of all that, have you heard of ask, ask the next. and why can't I ever say the name of this thing? And okay. the next <laughs> 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 I sound like I have a I had a speech impediment till I was eight. I sound like I'm right back to it. Oh really? Um, yeah, I did the three years of speech therapy. I'm trying to find the name. I know it's here in my thing. It like it's um that's,
2: that's a say though, doesn't it? It sounds it's like not it. anthrax. You're not
0: trying to say anthrax. Anthrax. Yeah, <laughs> 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 take some anthrax because I mean, you know, uh, you never know where is this thing like oh i know why because i'm not even looking in my general notes okay here we go here we go it is called <laughs> Asta, astaxanthin A, astaxanthin no i'm gonna have to email you i'm gonna have to email you this yeah. stuff because this stuff is supposed to be
2: i mean well, amazing I guess, and you sound quick. like you know like everything about complementary.
0: <laughs> I mean, I'm learning, you know, I'm an open book for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. You're, you're learning, aren't you on the go. So right. you've
0: read the placebo effect, I'm sure. Of course I've read it. Yeah. yeah. That's the, the main Dr. Dispenza book to start. And are you, are, are you up to the new one too? The uh, uh, becoming, uh, not becoming,
2: um, um, breaking the habit of being I mean, yeah, no, becoming supernatural. Itself. Yes. I've I, I read all, all his, three of them. I think we have yeah. more than three. Yeah. You guys hold on one sec. This is my doctor calling me one sec. Okay, sorry. Okay.
1: So yeah. um, Angie pause, pause the recording or- can, Okay.
2: Um, if I pause, I'll be able to start right back up. Oh, she left. Okay, but let's pause. Yeah. I can pause. Can
1: pause. Oh, she's, she's muted herself. You can still pause it if you want or- Thank you. Oh, sure.
2: yeah, you I think, it, yeah, I think taxol is um, the kind of, it makes me sleepy. <laughs> it's just like, it. Yeah, it yeah. and then- some, yeah sometimes same thing it like,
1: can cause like an allergic reaction in people but it yeah, sounds like it's they gave amazing.
2: me something for the allergic reaction so they gave me the dexamethasone they gave me the steroids oh, yeah. they gave me yeah, the, yeah. the anti-allergic reaction thing okay yeah they gave okay. me the anti-nausea thing mm-hmm. all of that before the chemo and then i had right. the cap and the arms the hands and the feet thing
1: so now, you, now you've got the cold cap
2: then. That's yeah. cool, isn't it? I mean, obviously it is cool. <laughs> I know. Cool. Like, that's probably why I had a headache. But I had a scarf over my head. And then I put the cold cap over the scarf. So it wasn't even directly on my scalp. But it was still pretty yeah. cold. Yeah. So did you,
1: did you prefer doing the DIY, bring in an ice pack format, or do you,
2: no, I, did, I did the hospitals one, I'll do the DIY when, when I'm back home, I mean, do you, which one
1: do you prefer, which one do you prefer, the DIY, hide it, well,
2: I love making things, so, you know, I, I was pretty proud of my <laughs> DIY,
1: yeah, so it's, it must be nice, actually, to have something on, you're like, yeah, I can't actually move my head, because it's yeah. tied to me, so I can't move, <laughs> yeah, and then, um, so obviously you've done the, the chemo. Did You you did the radiotherapy as
2: well then, didn't I you? I did, yeah. I did the radiotherapy. And again, I had to, you know, like go like this for all the students, like with my oh, top yeah. How <laughs> many were there today? How many were there today?
1: Because yesterday Wait, there was There's always
2: three. three. Is the yeah.
1: same three students or do they change? No, they
2: rotate. There's always like the same two. And then they, they um I and I always take a picture, like there's a picture of a palm tree yeah. in the radiation room. Okay. And um, okay. so I took a picture, like documenting, you know, how many. So now, today I had I couldn't do a selfie anymore because this was my sixth session. So I had to ask one of the students to hold the camera so I could do. <laughs> so Maybe I could that's do why it. you got the students there. Yes, exactly. <laughs> They're my Instagram <laughs> so you photographers. You can't do it, you can't do it
1: um, yourself because you're past the number of days. How many days are you doing the radiotherapy? Is it twenty or twenty-five, or is it no? no it's, two not, weeks, it's not. It's weeks so
2: I'm almost time. halfway done yeah yeah
1: yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think, remember I when I yeah when I when I was doing the radiotherapy like it was over Christmas so I think I started like December 18th and I remember um just going every day to radiotherapy mm-hmm. um and it became kind of like a habit or what have you yeah it was just a bit strange but luckily you're in the hospital so you don't have to um sort of get out go, get to the hospital then yeah. go back
2: they wheel the me in yeah, that I,
1: really,
2: <laughs> I, I got my really shoes
1: like, is, is it the porters they come around for you and they yeah, actually the wheel you in, they wheel yeah. you into your room and then you must wait for about like what like 50 minutes how, how long does it take to, for them to it's get
2: rid quick of you? It's like 10 minutes the waiting is yeah. longer than the actual radiation oh,
1: the, so the waiting is longer than the radiation yeah yeah it's tricky, yeah yeah,
2: yeah. Isn't it? yeah. but so i think right I, before christmas I, on the 23rd Did you say coming home on the 23rd yeah 23rd.
1: My... so the 23rd of December you're coming yep. home that's so exciting it's I'll be
2: home, home for Christmas
1: <laughs> you don't need to lose your two front teeth but you'll be yeah. home for Christmas <laughs> okay. love it and then um yeah and then you don't have to go in every day then do you because you're done with the radio yeah then I go
2: in every, every week yeah I'm going every week every well week by the way kind of tangent what's your favorite Christmas song
1: Oh yeah, so obviously we're at these carols tonight, and we were talking about it. And I've always liked—did you ever watch a, a very Brady Christmas? <laughs> it's like so old school, the Brady Bunch family. I think
2: I like, saw like, it once, but it wasn't something that was on repeat.
1: <laughs> no, 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 me neither. Actually, I've never seen it again. Okay. Or um, maybe it's Miracle on 34th Street. I'm not really even sure which movie it's—it's it's come from. But um, it was a uh, yeah. It's I think it's definitely got to be either Oh Come All You Faithful or Silent Night. Thing. okay so they get to those really really high tones and tonight at the carol service it was quite good because they did that mm-hmm. but obviously as you heard in the car we didn't
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> but andy he was down to it man we were going for it we were belting yeah. it out but yeah, I think, I think that's probably one of my favorite Christmas songs. Well, what's also, like,
2: contemporary? Like, is it Mariah Carey, like, I went for Christmas, George yeah, it's, Michael, um, Last Christmas? It's
1: definitely, it's those two right there, and it's a toss-up. So I've seen the movie Last Christmas last year with some friends in the cinema. But mm-hmm. Obviously, you can't do that this year because it's, you know, COVID-19, and we're now in Tier 3. But mm-hmm. definitely, I love Last Christmas. Um, I've checked out the Mary J. Bly, Mary J. Bly's version of that. That's quite good, actually. She's got some good ballads in it. I think mm-hmm. it was on Amazon Music. I'm not pitching there any, anything. I'm just talking. And then also, I like the Wham version. Mm. I really like um for Christmas is you with Mariah Carey. But um, she, she is
2: she can live off of that like for the rest of her life. You know. Yeah, so, yeah. So.
1: Have you seen the movie on that no, on Netflix? Oh yeah. Oh, oh,
2: what is it? Total um, Love Actually. Like Love Actually.
1: No, Mariah Carey. He's done a she's done a movie where she's oh, see, it's based Mariah? off the song and it's about dog. It's really good actually.
2: Oh, okay. I haven't uh, seen Netflix. that one. then. Oh, you
1: haven't no. What's your favorite song then?
2: Yeah, I mean I'm I'm a, a lamb at heart. That's what you know us Mariah Carey fans call ourselves, or she calls us <laughs> lambs.
1: How does she? I, yeah. I know that.
2: So I am a lamb at heart. So you give me I I take Mariah Carey any day. Um, okay. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. No, I mean I, I do love Mariah Carey. I think I did not like her though when she was going out with Derek Jeter because I like Derek Jeter. You know that song, um, My
2: All, but I give uh, my all. That was about Derek Jeter. What's it? Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 Um,
1: yeah. But I've had to move on from from that, I'm afraid, and I think she did as well. So. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Um. But yeah, Mariah Carey is definitely she's a classic, isn't she? But I was actually I think more. No, I don't think Whitney ever did any um Christmas songs, but definitely yeah. Yeah, no,
2: no, not. I'm sure she has. No, I. Yeah, yeah. I think um, I think she has.
1: I'm so
0: sorry, guys. You know how when those calls come in, you have to take them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And another thing,
1: like (laughs) ah. conversation about that because that is a good point that you bring up so you know when um so with this um with this whole cancer thing like it's almost unregulated so if you think of the warren g song regulator roundup, up right, <laughs> going on, right he's going on yeah. but i actually one of my um sturgeon secretary she insists on calling me every time and normally I'm either doing something with the children, I'm doing something, this or that. i like, just let's do an email. Let's keep it simple. Yeah, just, so I don't, I don't have to stop to my life. Get <laughs> it done. Like, I don't, you don't need to remind me that I have cancer when I'm like in the supermarket or <laughs> wherever. <laughs> right. I'm talking with my friends. Nowadays, that <laughs> wouldn't work with a mask because I wouldn't be on the phone talking in the supermarket. It just would not work. But without <laughs> like moments, is there not a way where we can just like control the cancer, like in regards to when it's, it interrupts our life? Like don't be calling me when I'm eating my dinner, but it's okay that they called you while you were on, you know, on the phone with us. I'll take it with, you know, I'll take that. You
0: know, I think it's when certain doctors that are really hard to get in touch with, or people that are really hard to get in touch with, and you know, you, if you don't take the call, then it's going to be another week. (laughs) Then you take the call people who I can call easily. I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna call you back, you know, but the ones that need to get it done. And since I'm away, a lot of these people, I'm like the different, Uh, doctors and and they're not my doctors but like the people that are doing like either my pet scan setting up or the whatever all the stuff we have to do I don't even know how to call those people so when they call me I gotta take it you know so I think it just depends but in terms of being able to say no I always feel like I have even if it means I have to miss something I have the authority and the power over my environment to say no you don't get to you don't get to to get to me right now. If I'm not in a space to do it, I think I just put my head in a space where I'm like, whatever comes up, I'm gonna deal with it. Like what, let's do it, you know, because why not? Yeah. I'm just like, let's deal with it. Yeah. Because it doesn't move me to put it off. It's still gonna be there waiting for me like, Oh, you thought that's I was true. gonna go somewhere, huh? Like, no, you're not going. <laughs> to So let me deal with you now and shut you up and move on. You know, Even, actually, that's that's- like, it, otherwise it gets overwhelming. It's like, oh, I, I don't want to, you know, I'm like yeah. this thing hovering over me. I'm not doing that. Oh, yeah, and, I, yeah. I like it,
1: I like that. That's good. That's
0: I good. wanted to share this with you guys since you were talking about the MP3 player.
2: Okay. <gasps> what? Oh my gosh, you got not one, but two. <laughs>
0: Well, no, because that and look, that's my 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 infinite time space. Oh this is that,
2: my uh, um yeah
0: the, the meditation. The C D. So okay. I have like fifteen, I probably have like twenty-four of his CDs and I'll use this and then I have an actual C D player like boom box a little smaller. Yes. If I want to play it in the room, but this is what I use at home because there's so much noise and these are my headphones. Okay. okay yeah, I like those. Yeah, yeah
1: those are good. What? Yeah, they block everything out then.
0: So you're not alone in the old school technology. <laughs>
1: yeah, I love it.
0: <laughs> what do you
2: think about you his meditation play. voice, How Joe Dispenser's meditation voice? I can see why people are irritated by it, but it doesn't bother me. You get used to it.
0: Yeah, you get used to it. And I, I kind of like the things I've learned, the things that really bother me, I have to ask myself, why does it bother me? Because I'm the one being bothered. It's not external. Yeah. It's all internal, right? Yeah. So what about it bothers me? And once you break that down and you can look at some of those things, it diminishes the amount of bothering it has for me. And yeah. so I'm able to do that with certain things and go, OK, I'm, I'm choosing not to be bothered by it because I have a choice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We feel like oh things bother us and we don't have any control over it. We have control over everything yeah. that has to do with us. Everything. Yeah. So whatever it is, you have some control over it. Yeah. And I just choose to go that route because I'm a power freak. I'm like a control freak. So <laughs> yeah. I think like wanna... the mindfulness is working. <laughs> yes, it is. It's working. I can choose to feel what I want to feel. Okay. I got my port put in without being knocked out. They just gave me okay. a little numbing and then did oh, the whole. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Because I I didn't want to, I didn't have a ride home. First of all, I'm out here by myself and I didn't want to be knocked out. I want the least amount of propofol and fentanyl in my body, like possible, right? So the more you have to knock me out, I don't like being unconscious. I don't like, I'm going to avoid all that. So if I can do it and take a little pain and just do it, I would rather do that. And they were like, why? And I was like, listen, I had a home birth. I'm going to be just fine. (laughs) I am not tripping off your little port pain. I have pushed a person out through my body, okay, with apple juice for 14 hours. So I think I do these tests because I like to push myself and really see like, okay, well, what can I take? And then I'll be in the moment like, oh, shit, I really thought I could take this and I (laughs) can't, you know, and then I'm like, ah! but then you just deal with a little bit of freaking out you do. And then you're on the other side of it and you look back and you're like, it wasn't so bad. Right. I don't know. I think we become such wusses as human beings. I mean, do
2: you know right. what our forefathers it's had to go through in life just it's to stay alive? Yeah. With pain. Like when you have cancer, you have a different relationship to pain. You and really do. How, like, you know, it's, it's so much mental, so it much ahead and how it's you, sad. you know, like the, the palliative, um, care team came to talk to me and I heard the word palliative and I was like, oh fuck, I'm dead. You know, because when you hear that word, it's just like we have this association with like, these are the people who come to you when you're about to die. At the end, right. (laughs) But it's really not like that. It's about like pain management and like knowing your body, knowing, you know, like when things hurt, how long they take to hurt. And if you really sit down Mm -hmm. with your body and you listen to it and you're like, okay is this like how is this hurting me and you know like can I yeah push the limit or like what's my threshold and and all these things and it's stuff that you wouldn't normally do had you not been in this situation but yeah
1: but you're you're in some pretty excruciating pain at the minute Angie aren't you let's be
2: real oh yeah they've got me I'm trying to tell them to like I I have a stash of of drugs (laughs) just like sitting there because you know they've got me on morphine they've got me on like mm. my drugs for like epilepsy and frankly I just find like if I do if I take like CBD drops those i just gonna ask you about so much oh my gosh and, and it's yeah it's legal here in Switzerland and you know oh good yeah and yeah. I I take it it You're helps station, huh did you say Didn't you say that you were the first patient in the hospital oh to- yeah I mean, i'm i the first person in this hospital to be prescribed like medicine grade pharmacy grade cbd oil wow <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> that's, that's great, great. To, like no patient ever brought it up so i took it today um but yeah it helps with nausea it helps with appetite it helps with pain it helps yep. with sleeping it helps with you can't overdose it's kind of like that pill you were talking about like you the yep yeah. So, mm-hmm. yeah it's it's kind of like that and it has like yeah two anti you know tumor shrinking properties and all this other stuff there's a whole group of mm-hmm. people who take what is it rick simpson oil i'm sure you've heard of that
0: oh god i love rick simpson oil i couldn't function every day but i love it I, that I, stuff will knock you I out
2: have function. you have to take like a whole freaking mm-hmm. vial it's like you're high as a kite i don't know i've never tried it i mean not the rick simpson <laughs> qualities <laughs> the one gram that they want you to work up to a day knocks you
0: so flat on your ass you can't be awake and i couldn't live my life like that as much as i believe in the healing properties cannabis the amazing thing is that our bodies have endocannabinoid receptors that are perfectly matched to the cannabinoid you know it's like the lock and key and we match cannabis our body match so i think it's a perfect drug but or medicine but i i just in the form that the rick simpson oil does it in you're so high that you can't function oh wow (laughs) and you have to stay high for like four months you know you have to take it for a good so i don't know who has that kind of time in their life those must be the non the people who don't have children who can go through this without (laughs) yeah
2: people who have cancer in their 70s and you know right They can just lay out all day. Just lay out high all day,
0: (laughs) all day. They can just lay out. When you guys with with your food, um, do you in I guess Geneva and London? Do you have the food service places like we have an abundance here in the states, where they will either prep foods and deliver Mm -hmm. them or all that stuff? Do you guys have food meal prep service? Geneva is not that advanced,
2: but I think UK is right. You guys have it, in London
1: main one that you have in the u.s is here in the uk and i can't think of the name off the top of my head but there there are quite a few of them actually yeah where um you can just sort of cook the meals they prep it up for you and and what have you
0: yeah Um, blue blue apron or
2: all those services oh yeah we have that we have we we just got it like last year what is it yeah blue apron or green fresh foods or fresh fresh yeah yeah, Yeah. something like that yeah Yeah.
1: it will come to me um but yeah i actually i've tried some of those actually hello fresh
2: hello fresh yeah.
1: oh hello Hi. fresh
0: yeah
2: oh yes hello in
1: fresh. Dusto, that's the other one i'm not the best cook in the world
2: yeah, <laughs> me either.
1: and uh but i whenever I've, I've tried to cook those because there's all these i love it because there's all these cute little ingredients and then all these stuff that you would never have in so you'd never have like a tiny bit of creme fraiche or a tiny bit of this spice or whatever right
0: you'd have a whole thing yeah. yeah, it's not
1: like it when I was like, go to my mom's house, and she's got everything in stock. You're just like, yep, don't need to go to the supermarket. We've got it all in stock. We're good to go. For me, I'm like, okay, need to get to Waitrose, need to get this. Oh, wait, I've spent like 50 quid on nothing that I'll ever use again. <laughs> but, right. Um, but, um... Yeah, they have those actually, but I do find when I cook those sort of meals, my girls start fighting a bit. So I've got to just keep it simple, keep it basic because I'm cooking too long. Although it's not very long, they're quite they simple. They always underestimate
2: how long you need to take to cook those meals. Yeah. They're like, oh, 25 minutes. It's like, how do you cook chicken in 25 an minutes? Hour and a half. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe your professional
0: chefs that cook it every day take 25 minutes, but me, first time, it's hour and a half. It's mm-hmm. hour and a half. I do crock pot everything because of what I've learned about cooking at high heats and certain cooking materials. Like I cook in glass pots when I cook on the stove, but I cook yeah. in crock pots generally cause cooking mm-hmm. at a slow, low temperature, yeah. absolutely the best way to keep toxins from building up in your food. So I'll put like a crock pot on of ground rice or mm-hmm. beans. I did this big Navy bean soup and then I'll just warm it up real quick in a glass pot when I'm ready to eat. Mm-hmm. And that's made my life a lot easier. Cause I can't, I can cook like I've made, you know, three and four course meals. I did Thanksgiving dinner for 10 years. My family like, ah, oh, I I can cook, but I freaking hate it. I don't wanna cook. And yeah. so I'm gonna that boy. take the yeah. tediousness out of it. Yeah, but I need to eat. We have to eat well. So it's yeah. like this weird place we're stuck. Like I gotta get good food. I can't go to McDonald's, you know, I can't. Even most restaurants, they use too much oil, too much salt, too much, mm-hmm. all the stuff you can't have. And then you just have to figure it out, but
1: yeah. broccoli. I've been taking I, I do a slow cooker soup so I just throw a bunch of vegetables in you know keep so it simple, and that that's pretty easy to go but I've sort of taken mm-hmm. that also it's like a time-saving thing isn't it because obviously with yes kids, they want their food exactly when they get home from school and they, don't <laughs> I it, and they will let you know about it um <laughs> yeah so that's always my first challenge you know then yeah you a second then because first I need to deal with the screaming
0: <laughs> yes <laughs> you gotta stop that Carly mm-hmm. how old
1: are your kids they are um five and eight yeah so one of them just oh so
0: went,
2: you guys both have five-year-olds and then your oldest are just a year yeah. apart yeah my yeah. son oh, wow. my son's going to be six in january and my daughter's gonna yeah, okay. be eight in yeah. february yeah. oh my gosh they're almost the same age Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah it's quite that's cool. awesome
1: i was diagnosed when um well my youngest abby she was nine months old and then holly was three and a half um so they've grown they've grown with me actually yeah oh well you have two girls okay
0: Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I didn't have sisters growing up. I had brothers. So I'm just not used to these sort of cat fights. <laughs> <Are they? laughs>
0: oh my gosh. It's the worst. I had this, I was raised with one sister and then my yeah, half sister, yeah. my, she's my sister, but she's my technical, my half sister, my dad's first yeah. marriage lives in Norway, actually near where you are, I guess, uh-huh. Angie. And um, so, but my sister I was raised with Cat fights. Oh my gosh. She would walk up and just punch me for no reason. I'd be laying on the floor. And then, so I'd have to do the same to her. She'd be standing somewhere and I'd bang her in her back. Like what the heck is up with the sister (laughs) fights? I don't
2: get it. Yeah, yeah it's, the look. it's crazy if you,
1: look at, if you look the wrong way it's like yeah
2: it gets vicious yeah why are you my, looking at me yeah my no. daughter my daughter is a very bossy and very you know like a, I, if it, uh, if she's watching this later Amaya you are the best okay <laughs> mommy loves you so much she's, oh, that's she's a great fierce, independent you know and she's like yeah. very, she's like very motherly and even now because like sometimes you know like I'm in the hospital now for two weeks and, you know, when wow. it took nine months to be diagnosed, a lot of those times were, I was in the hospital. So mm-hmm. they were, so she's very motherly to her little brother. And, you know, and he's always mm-hmm. saying to her like, you know, Amaya, you're not my mom. I have a mom. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's so sweet. Uh, but
1: I mean, now that we're on the subject of kids or what have you, um, I, I mean, one thing that I did, I guess, like just sort of telling kids, I guess, um, about the cancer. So for me, like Abby was a baby. She didn't quite get it. I think she only sort of realized something was up is when um, when I wasn't there to put her to sleep or whatever. And she just had to fall asleep without me. Um, <laughs> you know, that sort uh, of a thing. And then with Holly, yeah. she's three and a half. So she didn't really... She knew I was unwell and I got her involved in, like I I wore headscarves when I lost my hair. So I got her involved in that process. Like um, friends had given me headscarves um, just sort of to remind me of different memories with those specific friends. And like Holly would help me pick out the headscarves that I would wear on the day or what have you. So that sort of got her involved, but she didn't truly understand what was going on. For her, it was like, She'd go to the hospital. I mean, the, the, the coffee machine at the hospital would do hot chocolates. So she'd come, uh-huh. she'd have her hot chocolates, and she'd eat my hospital food. And it was like a party. Like, people would even come. I should say, i say party, but here is party. Let me say the T.
0: Party. <laughs> it's
1: like, the, I got to say the T and not the g sound. But, like, they would give her stuffed toys, and they made it like a, like a home for her. So it kind of
2: like,
1: normalized the experience for her. But at the same time I, I don't think she really understood what was happening and um like how what about with your son and or even with your children angie like how are they taking the whole sort of cancer thing and you know getting getting by with it i guess you could say because for me my children are always my biggest worry it's it's more of a worry than the cancer itself to be honest um, if you feel me
0: did you name yeah. it? Did. after the poet um, not after him, but I loved the name because of the poet. He was one of my favorite poets. But I I had a list of five names. My son didn't get named until he was two months old. Oh, and I, for those two months, I called him different because I had a home birth. So I didn't have to put a name on a birth certificate right then. I wasn't pressured for that. I didn't have to do the birth certificate for a year if I didn't want to. So I called him these five names and every day I would call him a different one. And oh, you could tell the ones he hated were the ones he hated. And I would take him off the list <laughs> and he cried. and ah. I was like that's not it. And then I I got to Langston and he would just brighten up. Every time I called him Langston, his little face would just brighten up and he would like turn and you know kind of like, "Oh, like that's my name." And I was asking, "Do you like that name?" and he would coo and do. And I was like, "Maybe that's your name." So, he kind of picked his own name. I felt so cool. Um, yes. Yeah, at 8 weeks, <laughs> we finally <laughs> put a name on the birth certificate. So, mm. he was a he's a special kid. I I told him the night that I found out because we were all you know, all in the same house and mm. my mom had been there to visit. Ironically, my sister, Tracy, the one who lives in Norway had ironically been there to visit. Oh, wow. And so I just, I was about to make all these changes kind of like you said, Carly, like th- you were about to know what's going on. Things were gonna be different. So yeah. I needed him to understand what was going on. And I just told him really honestly, he's a smart kid. And he was seven at the time. So he was a little older and could understand it better. Um, and I said, there's, there's something called cancer. It happens to a body and there's a reason it happens. And now, you know, my body is experiencing it and I have to figure out what to do about it. And so you're going to see me change the way I'm eating. The first thing I did was went on a, a full, yeah, I stopped eating. I went on full juices and, um, did all these herbs. I did the Dr. Schultz uh, incurables program for 30 days and it started to kind of just detox, kick everything out, start to address it like that. And he was going to see me juicing. So he would help me juice. we cut up veggies. He'd put them in the thing. And he was a, um, he's always been a very good helper. Uh, mm-hmm. But he also used to heal little parts of his body. I've tried to teach him from the beginning that he had authority over his body and could heal it if he wanted to and energy was real and all that so he would bump his leg or get hurt and he would put his little hand and he'd be crying but he'd put his little hand and see the little golden sparkles of energy and he would you know feel better and he'd move on so when I told him he put his hand on my on my chest and he said well where's the knot I'm gonna fix it so it was really sweet like he was very caring and wanted to be helpful and i think now it's transitioned to okay let's try to get this uh, like get better because you got to come back home (laughs) i think he's getting a little adamant (laughs) he's like when are you coming home is the question (laughs) every night you know so i'm like
2: it's soon it's soon i'm coming home soon so he's had his own little evolution through the process yeah. yeah because cancer happens to the family it's not just you yeah like, you know they all have to change and my kids now it's it's sad because they're so young but they're so well versed in like everything you know they'll be able to tell you that like okay mommy's not going to go into remission because remission is not you know the thing here it's you know like she's doing the chemo and she's um but sometimes they do get like they are like do you still have cancer because you know <laughs> like you don't (laughs) you know and it's yeah um with them it's just had just having the conversation Oh, it's for them it's just it's it's a normal part of life and it's just you know it 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 is what it is and kids we can learn so much from them you know with like how they adapt so quickly and so i mean my son now he's asking you know they have no filters you know he's he'll be like who's gonna take who's gonna take care of us when you die and i'm like um well I'm still here, one, (laughs) talk about it, but I'm here and
0: yeah. (laughs) But that's so important to be able to talk to them about because I think what happens with a lot of children is they, they don't get told a lot. And so they just get trapped in this fear of not knowing because that's where a lot of fear comes from. We don't, we don't really have fear left when we can identify what's going to happen or what we think could happen. And we can look at it and address it. The fear comes from, we have no idea what's going to happen or how we're going to respond to it. And so those questions are so valid. And even though sometimes they're gut wrenching, when my dogs died, I had two amazing, amazing pit bulls that I had most of the the little girl I had her whole life and the boy was a rescue. So I had him the last five years of his life. They both aged out. My son was a about four and three and five or three and four when they died we had to put them down and he knew I mean he was very attached to these dogs and he still cries when he talks about these dogs and he knew what was going on. I didn't let him go into the veterinarian clinic mm. where they were put down, but he got to say goodbye. He made the little boy dog a bridge. And he said, you're gonna cross over on the bridge. And I don't know where he got that from because I never talking about the crossover, but they have this intuitive connection, right? They're closest to whatever happens after this because it's the same place I think we come from, right? This middle ground or whatever it is. Mm. They were there before we were. So I think they had this, he had this connection and He really understood it. So the same question came up, um, Angie, as your kids asked. It's like, well, what's going to happen when I die? And I said, well, you know, even if cancer, I'm not going to let this cancer kill me, but even if, you know, whatever happens here, eventually I'm going to die. God willing, I'd die before you. That's the order it's supposed to go in, but everybody is gonna have to go. And so it's a valid question. Like what will happen is that your daddy's gonna take care of you and all the people in the family who love you are gonna help out. And, you know, and so we had that conversation and I felt so much better after being able to have that conversation because God forbid, I mean, listen, Kobe Bryant went down in a helicopter like that. I know, right? People are dying. Yeah. Every day, all the time, for different reasons. We, I think, are, you know, I feel very lucky in the sense that I have a heads up. Like, mm-hmm. okay, this could lead to your death, but rem- I'm just here to remind you, one day you're gonna die. And so it's like, oh, let's focus on that and prepare for that and not let that be something we're just terrified about because you, it's it's inevitable. It doesn't make sense to be scared over ineb- inevitable things. It's like, prep for that and, and give yourself the opportunity For the advance notice to really give you some profound um, time and usage of that time right so i think it's i think it's really important to be able to confront it head on with our kids because they're going to have to deal with it even if it's not us they're going to deal with it in some way and it's important to be able to deal with it
1: yeah yeah yeah, I, I agree with that. Actually, it's better to be sort of open, just get it out there, and have that discussion. And mm-hmm. I once did a sort of a talk with another guy, and he was talking about obviously we all come in this earth or in, in life knowing that we're gonna we're gonna die at some stage. We know that. Yeah. Part um, and like you said, it could be something like Kobe Bryant, or it could be something say you know heart
2: attack or whatever it might be.
0: Right, something fast where you don't have a chance to say goodbye.
2: Bus hitting the- you when you cross the street. I mean, yeah. It's- yeah you never know yeah, but but
1: but the good thing with that is i mean like you said we've got the the heads up so to speak and um you know we can take with that knowing what to do and, and living the best lives that we can you know? yeah like it's almost like an awakening isn't it you get the cancer yes. and, yeah i don't know about you but like i definitely know who i want in my life who i don't <laughs> i know all sorts of things
0: <laughs> you know i have so much less time to waste on bullshit like for real i'm like no 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 we don't have that kind of- and I'm, I can say, I've always been able to speak my mind, but I am more exact right now. I'm like, I am not doing that. You know what I mean? You're just, yeah. it refines everything. It's like, yeah. no, no, no. If these are my final whatevers, I'm not spinning them like that. <laughs> you know, like, no.
1: So we know so. who we want in our lives we also know what to say no to you know yes like you know as women or moms or whatever we're often busy and there's all these different opportunities that come up anyway glad you said yes to us by the way but yes, yeah. like, <laughs> but you know um yeah we'll give a little but yeah you just um you can kind of say no to things that don't matter so much or don't mm-hmm. you that mm-hmm. and it's it's not sort of a way of of being selfish but i think once you kind of get that awakening or that call you can realize what matters to you most like i'm myself like i've taken a look at and said okay i'm always doing all this stuff for other people and doing this and this and that let's just take a look right here carly let's see where we're at you know yeah see where we're at (laughs) yeah um, it's true just kind of seeing here now yeah Yeah, but it's more of that sort of awakening thing and you know it's been probably a a bit of a wake-up call and i kind of wish that um I knew a bit sooner, but I didn't, I can't say I wanted the cancer sooner, but you know, it's right. I've always lived my life with purpose. So I don't think I've, you know, I've kind of wouldn't regret that or whatever, but, um, yeah. you know, one of those things where it's a wake up call, what about you, Angie? Cause obviously yeah. Ananda's had her enlightenment moment. What about you? And for me? I mean, a lot.
2: the first uh, getting over the initial shock and just being like, wait, this isn't supposed to be happening right now. Like, you know, I've got little kids, these little kids, they're not, they don't care about your cancer. You know, they, they live in their own world and, you know, and it's so much harder just like, really? Like I have to deal with all this and cancer, really? I have to deal Mm -hmm. with the pandemic and cancer, like really, like, you know, and then you become, so it's like me, I started sharing early on and, you know, and I'm just sharing and people are just like, oh my gosh, you're so brave, you're so strong, you're a survivor, you're warrior, And it's nice and it's great, but it's just like, for me, I feel like, well, what else is my choice? You know, like I, I, Like, what do you want to do, just like, lay there and like, take it like, you know, so it's, but it's definitely, you know, because for me, I'm just like, why couldn't have gotten, even if I had gotten this diagnosis 10 years later at 47, I would have still been too young because lungs, lung cancer, you don't get screened until you're 50 or 55. And so, you know, early detection wouldn't have, wouldn't have been a thing. So, they need the lung cancer community actually needs to like change a lot of things. And that includes, you know, getting tested way earlier now because of these external environmental um, things that are taking into place. And they can't explain why, like I said, younger women who are healthy, more life getting these mutations. And it's just, but for me, like, yeah, you know, it's been like before I had cancer, I was still into. You know, like Louise Hayes, you can heal your life and your despair. Yeah. Oh, like, you know, all of oh, Abraham Hicks, and there's like all of these you know, like your universe, your vortex, you attract everything. And and at first, I was just like, yeah. oh, shit, did like, yeah. you know, did I, did I, like, did I cause my cancer? And you know, did I, but now it's just like I find it as an opportunity to like put my money where my mouth is because I have all this knowledge, right? I have all this stuff, and yeah. it's fine and easy for people to talk about manifesting this and manifesting that when you're not dealing with the cancer diagnosis over your head, try manifesting right. that when you got cancer. Okay. Then, that's the then you can come and talk <laughs> to me. Right. Oh my God. That's so
0: real. There were so many. It, yeah. That's so real. So many people freaked out. And they were like, Oh my God. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, listen, you sit every week. You go to church and talk about how God delivers you and how you, you believe in the Lord, you're a Christian, like you're whatever. How come all that goes out the window when it gets tested? Yes. Where, where this is when you need to double down. Exactly. This is when you say, ah, that's my opportunity to show and prove what I know to be the case, you yeah. know? And you lean in, yeah. you lean in. You don't run scared, you lean in. Because yeah. listen, when I die, I'm gonna die happy, I'm gonna die fulfilled, I'm gonna die joyous. I'm not dying scared and trapped, some, no. Because mm. I already know that that's gonna happen. So exactly. what, I have a choice, there's my choice again. Yeah. If I'm going to die, which I am eventually, I'm gonna die yeah. the way I wanna feel. I'm not gonna die scared and, and you know broken down. Yeah. No, yeah. I'm going into whatever's next joyful,
2: yeah. period, and period.
1: Um, do you think with the so there's something called the hero's journey? Um, a lot of Star Wars movies and things are, are based off of that. I don't really watch Star Wars, so I can't really get too much. either, out. my son's a fan. <laughs> um, but you know, you, you start off in life and then you kind of go through this battle or this fight, and then it gets a bit tough, and then you kind of fight back, and then you do this thing, and you kind of go over these experiences, and you lose friends along the way, and you do this, this, and that, and whatever. Um, but with cancer, I feel like it's kind of like being on that sort of hero's journey where you go through those different mm. And just thinking of myself, like a year ago, I had a breast cancer awareness event, and the singer that was at the carol event that I was at tonight, she was singing. And I thought, wow, she's really grown. Like her voice, she's only 19, and she sounds amazing now. Like, this is amazing. And then I was thinking back to myself, like, here I was, had this organization, Copperfield, and they came and they did this talk on breast cancer and things like that. And My friends really wanted me to get up on the stage and start talking. And I was like, well, like, I just didn't have the courage to do it because I was just so, it was my first time. It was like, I was coming out, you know, Yeah. You like, oh, I <laughs> me. With my friends, like, normally I would just keep it to myself. And then obviously that's when our podcast came about and I started talking about it more with Angie, but I just felt like. For me, it was actually really hard from from the start, I really, to actually say, I have cancer out loud. You know, mm. like, people would see me, and they would ask me, and they'd be like, oh, Carly, I see you've got these headscarves going on. You're starting a new fashion trend. Are you doing
0: <laughs> You're like, yes.
1: <laughs> hey, are you doing something? You know, that sort of a thing. Um, but I found it was really hard for me to actually say, I have cancer. And, like, looking back, I feel like I've progressed. You know, there's growth. There's been growth, you know. I've sort of progressed along the way. Do you guys see... Did you just start out like, you know, did you start out like really strong or did you kind of figure it out and then kind of grow as you went along? I guess.
2: First of all, I choose my words. I don't say I have cancer. Um, That's also Oh me either. either. Oh Oh my gosh. gosh. Yes. And I'm I'm listening. listening. I'm listening. I just have to put something on so I can leave the house. Go ahead. Okay. 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 But yeah, that's why we named our podcast. Mommy had a little cancer in the past right? Yeah. Because it's just like, we're not owning it. You know, if you think about it, everybody yeah. has cancer because everybody has mutated, uh, genes. and I'm just like, yeah. you know, I'm thinking about it. Like in, in my mind, I don't have cancer and my body just needs to catch up to my mind mm-hmm. because, you know, I don't look like what I've been through. And, um, you know, it was very important for me to like, get that straight, you know, that like, I'm not owning, yeah. you know, looking at this as like, I, I have, I have cancer. I've been diagnosed with cancer. Yeah. But you know, it's not me. It's not like me as a whole person, and it's just you know, part part of that. So yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. I mean that that makes sense. I probably have said I had cancer, that sort of a thing. I don't know exactly what I said, but it's just that um, I didn't feel like I was as strong at the start. I guess you could say like it wasn't it wasn't as open or you know. I, I think it probably took me a while to process it because I've you know I saw what happened to my aunt or what have you, and I just didn't. But now I actually feel like I'm in a place where I'm happy to talk about it. Here I am today, you know, in no tears. Yeah, right. here, here mom, you
2: are. Yeah, yeah,
1: here I am, no tears, no nothing. I'm like my voice, I'm just talking like shake Not shaken.
2: Yeah, yeah. I'm with you,
0: Angie. I'm really weird. I'm really careful with words because I think words have power. And I've never said I have cancer either. I always mm-hmm. say my body is malfunctioning, or this is what my body's dealing with. I kind of keep it separate because it isn't me. Mm-hmm. Um, and and you know. I certainly don't want to own cancer. Like bring it in and say, "Oh, you're mine. Like let's stay for a while." No, no, no. You'll be out of here in a minute. I'm gonna fix this malfunction. And so all those progressive thinking and energetic words are important. Um, so I, I guess for me, um, because the words matter, I haven't really had that conversation with people. Okay. Um, and I didn't feel the need to tell anybody. I was like, I, "What are you gonna do for me?" It doesn't make sense for me to sit here and talk about it. I. You know, with all these different protocols I do, every moment I have that I would just sit on the phone, oh man, my cancer. I need to be doing something
2: proactive. I need to be in my sauna. I need to be on my trampoline. I need to be lifting weights. I need to be, yeah, I have something yeah, to do. Yeah, I have a trampoline. My kids use it all the time, but. Yeah, I love my trampoline for the lymphatic movement. That's yeah. so good. Yeah. I'm looking at the time and
0: I hate to- I know, I think off my, looking. I get my court removed oh, in
2: 10 minutes. Okay, oh, yeah, you, thank sure. you so oh, much. Yeah. You gave us so much. This was amazing, you
0: women are phenomenal. I love you guys already and I haven't gotten to hug you in real life yet, but listen, we can do this again. So yeah. this isn't you know, yeah. our only shot. Once I get back home, my time will be a lot more flexible. And yeah. so we can, we can figure out another time and, and, and jump back on because I would love to talk to you again and I definitely wanna keep up with your progress and see how you are. And I'm sending you so much love and you know, strength for the push through especially you, Angie, I know we're all in it, but you're in it like currently going through every day. And I know Carly, you and I are, I don't know if we're in the same space, but mm. I know what what we're dealing with has, you know, uh, different different ways it can go too. But um, Angie, really, really, really sending you love and, you. and some good light and Thank putting you. my hands on you like my son
2: with some oh, golden oh, oh, sparkles oh. running all over your body. <laughs>
1: My oh. I'm gonna have to try it with my girls actually because yeah, <laughs>
2: yeah, <laughs> I do breaky yeah, on my daughter every night. Like, she she likes to like to touch like you know, my hand, you know, to touch her whole body. Like, and she just feels- oh, yeah, yeah,
0: so important anyway. The energetic flow, so yeah. important. Yeah, and you need to go and get that, out, don't you? Yeah, I'm so ready to get this. You're <laughs> just gonna yank this sucker
2: out. I'm so ready. I hope they let me record it. I'm like, just Did Did pull it, you let, it? let you me see. Put, like an anesthesia patch before, or they just yank it out. No, they just. Okay, then take it. Well, they gave me um,
0: they gave me lidocaine injections when they put it in. That's all I had, and so okay. they might do that. They might yeah. do that, and then yank ask it them. them
2: if they don't ask them because I've had it yanked out without like uh, lidocaine or anesthesia. Oh, was it really bad? It's, it's not fun. It's not fun. Yeah, Thank like, you. It, more it, out it, yeah, it, it, yeah, it's not fun. So
0: okay. I'll ask, ask for the lidocaine. Thank yes. you for that. Ask, ask. Yes. No
2: reason to be too much of a
0: badass. Just it like,
2: no. you're not gonna
0: get the lidocaine.
1: we we know you're a badass
0: okay we know it no (laughs) we don't have to prove it anymore just get some (laughs) light came okay i will i'm gonna ask for a little painkiller yeah all right okay thank Thank you guys so much much. thank you check in Uh, with me soon and we'll do this again this has been lovely thank you for the hangout we will okay bye Bye. you guys have (sighs) a great day have a great day bye Bye. thank you Bye. bye
1: Cracking Cancer Chit Chat is where we are at, folks.
2: Keeping it real and letting you in on how we really feel.
1: It ain't easy for us, and we hope you never join our cancer team.
2: Know what we mean? But if you or yours do, we're here for you.
1: So check yourself and be the best version of you. It's all all you you can can do. do. Bye, okay. Angie. Yeah. Bye. That was that wasn't too bad, actually.